1: Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from Fanball.com, here's the host for Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian.
3: Yes! It is the season! Oh, I love it. It's draft time, the excitement is palpable. We've got our drafts, our auctions. We're gonna have so much fun today and over the course of the next four months. Fantasy Football Weekly, I'd like to introduce my, uh, my co-hosts, Scott Fish, Matt Harrison, and Brian Johnson. Thank you, guys. Yes. No, louder, come on. Uh, yeah, they need it, they need it. We, we need the attention They're, right now. Their self-esteem oh, is very, very low. They have to work with me, it's not easy. They deserve all the love you can possibly give them. Uh, we are live at Canterbury Park, the expo center. This is about our 10th, 11th, 12th year of doing the fantasy football training camp. Every year it gets bigger, better, That's crazier than ever before and we, we love all the people that come down. It's completely free and plenty of time if you're listening right now to still come down. We're going to simulcast our show for two hours and then we will do our deep dive off air beginning at noon and running to about 1.30. And then you can go enjoy some racing if you want to at the track. Tons of fun. And we are going to give you all the information you need to dominate your league. Guys, I want to get, like, two great extra picks for everybody. And that's, that's enough. When you get two extra great picks out of your draft, you've done something right. And you're probably on your way to an excellent season. Let me mention this uh, uh, right out of the right out uh, right off the bat. The fantasy football training camp is brought to you by Crown Royal. You can take a selfie in the back with the Crown Royal uh, booth and uh, use hashtag KFNFFTC on social media uh, for a chance to win Vikings versus Falcons tickets for the season opener. Wouldn't that be nice? We would love that. Falcons versus uh, Vikings tickets for the season opener. All right, guys. I want to start here. Josh Gordon is now uh, back in the league. At this time yesterday he was not but 12 hours ago he got reinstated. Uh, give me some of your uh, give me your and people here have got my cheat sheet. You can see where I've got him ranked. I believe wide receiver 25, right? Oh, um, I have something to say about this. All right, good. Please stay. I I got
4: that uh, three tough question right last week now officially. That's not, that's not We're right changing
3: yet. the score on <laughs> that.
4: <laughs> no. You said Gronk no. over Josh Gordon. Hey, Josh two Gordon too. Uh, <laughs>
3: hello. Is, is the regular season here.
4: No, um, you don't have it right yet. Oh, wow! Hold on. So you're going to reserve the right until week one to yes. change
3: the
0: score on this? Yeah, absolutely. We're going it's, back. We're looking at it. We're looking at it.
3: All right. So you guys don't want to talk about Josh Gordon? I take it. I, maybe I'll just take it. For well, me.
0: he jumps right into like the mid-fifth for me in the Calvin Ridley Cooper Cup mm-hmm. range, and that's probably going to go up higher. He's not quite in the DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett zone for me, but uh, yeah, he's a. Whoever got him in best ball or he got him late in drafts, congratulations yeah. to you because this could be a game changer, but again, uh, you don't want to root for a relapse with a guy like that, but it's certainly a possibility, and so I'm selling high in Dynasty if I own him.
4: And Charch, me. you're really, really high on Julian Edelman this year. Does that do anything to his ranking for you at all? Does it bump it up? Does it move it down? It what doesn't does it do? really
3: change it. I just think, you know, in my mind, it's just one more player to take good coverage away from Julian Edelman, so right. for me it doesn't change a lot with Edelman. Um, and I, I, I worry a little bit. Now, people may not realize Josh Gordon's a big name. We think he's a great talent. I think there is a lot of people out there reliving twenty fourteen. If you look at if you look at what Josh Gordon gave you last year, and he played he played all but three games last year, he came in in my leagues as roughly wide receiver thirty five in my scoring system. Go back okay. to your leagues; you are going to see something similar. He was a middling fantasy producer last season, and now he's one year older. And I don't, think, uh, I don't think there's a reason to consider him to be this game-changing guy. The only thing that's game-changing about Josh Gordon is people were drafting him with the last pick of their draft, and now you've got a guy who's now roughly a fifth yeah. or sixth
5: rounder. Can I devil advocate that yeah, on last please. season? Yes, In three games without Gronk last year, mm-hmm. four for 100, five for 130 and a touchdown, four for 81.
3: Let's hope that Gronk doesn't come back for Josh Gordon's <laughs> sake then. Yeah, maybe it'll, maybe it'll end up working out that way uh, as uh, as this as the the season goes on. Um, I'm not reaching for him again. He's my wide receiver twenty. Where did I put him? Wide receiver twenty. Where is Josh Gordon? Yeah, twenty five. Wide receiver twenty five. That's fair. Well, what does
0: a, what does it do for Brady for you now though? Because he was like QB twenty in yeah, a lot of circles. Yeah, like, he'll, he'll move up a spot or two, but that's to me that's about it. Yeah, he, I don't know. He can't go above the. Uh, Russell Wilson's of the world. No, then, there's
3: no? there's too many good rushing quarterbacks that just pile up points with their legs, and he's never going to be one of those guys. Obviously, uh, over the course of the show, we'll recap some of the key preseason notes from uh, the past couple of days. We'll identify the bell cow running backs, the guys that you can feel confident are going to get the rock most of the time. Did
4: anybody bring a cowbell? Oh, no? that'd have been so smart. Would have been cool. Next Next year, cowbell. More cowbell!
3: More We need a lot more cowbell. I do see fight. a lot
4: of people brought their
3: trophies, though, Charch, Right? Yeah, that's fantastic. Woo! We got some good ones here. This yeah, one is love, money, right yeah, there. I, hold that trophy up. Uh, wow! Look at that, baby. Can't see that's that. beautiful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> They told me the it's name got of it. Stretch Armstrong in the middle. I think. <laughs> that's uh, Andre the Giant. I that's it. An it's Andre the Giant. Ooh, that's a beautiful. It's very nice. Um, and everybody's favorite preseason segment is coming today. It is. You know it, the reach around. You guys love the reach around. We'll tell you the guys you should reach one round early to go get. We do it every year, you guys love it. Three tough questions. We'll identify this year's stink hole. What to do with the stink hole and beyond. That's coming up later Way different from the reach-around. All the sleepers, and we'll talk about do the opposite. So lots to get to over the course of the show. Let's uh, let's dive into some of the preseason action, beginning with Brian. Buffalo took on Carolina last night. Anything come out of this?
0: Uh, Not on the Carolina side. Virtually nothing to talk about there, but Josh Allen looked really sharp. Uh, 9 for 11 for Mm -hmm. 102 yards, and he was locked in on Cole Beasley. In the one quarter they played, five catches, 44 yards, Beasley going undrafted in most drafts I've yeah. been a part of, that's got to change in PPR now because mm-hmm. they went out and got him in free agency and uh, he looked like Allen's Whoopi. so uh, that's my main takeaway is Cole Beasley, keep your eye on him late in drafts
3: Yeah, Zay Jones is getting dropped in a lot of leagues not being drafted either um, John Brown is there a little bit and some people think that might be a hookup
0: but that's a tough offense to... And Robert Foster is running with the twos right now Yeah, Robert Foster what... So...
3: Yeah, what happened to Robert Foster, Fish? I don't know He's your guy
5: I love him. I think he's a perfect fit with uh, Josh Allen, but uh, they got John Brown now. Smokey yeah, so Brown's a good br- fit, too. Why'd they
3: bring in John Brown if they loved him?
5: <sighs> I don't know.
3: All right. Uh, anything on the... Uh, no, all
0: right, so let's move on from that game. Can let's- anyone rationalize what Buffalo does? No one can. No, no, it's, it's not exploit. even their GMs. No, and their fans. We don't, can't rationalize what they do, either. Don't put that pressure on Fish.
3: Correct. Next, Philadelphia taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt.
4: Yeah, there's not a lot of fun stuff that happened in this game. Uh, Miles Sanders did look pretty good. A couple of nice runs with the first team, averaged 6.2 yards per carry. Mm -hmm. That was really all the fantasy knowledge that you need to know from this game because Cody Kessler started at quarterback for the Eagles, followed by a lot of Clayton Thorson. So there's not a lot to glean (laughs) from that passing game. And then the Jaguars, I mean, they actually scored points in this preseason game, so I guess that's a plus. Yeah. Uh, But unless you're thinking about drafting backup quarterback Gardner Minshew or maybe Tommy Tommy Rawls y'all well we have a new backup quarterback
3: Josh McCown <laughs> oh did he He came yes. back yeah they, they brought back Josh McCown uh <laughs> to be the backup quarterback because they've already lost two of their backups and then they lost Nick Foles in the offseason so they're kind of short three backups
4: all right in there, Philadelphia there, there's nothing else to talk about here
3: all right uh Jets taking on the Atlanta Falcons Scott there was uh there's a, a little something
5: here a little more, yeah. I thought Darnold looked extremely good. A lot of tight window throws. I mm-hmm. feel like uh, you notice that it's a much more up-tempo offense, which is not what Gase did in Miami, and I yeah. wonder if that was just personnel, because he did a lot of no-huddle, a lot of up-tempo. I think that they're they're going to run a lot more plays. Miami, obviously, last year was mm-hmm. uh, lowest in the league in plays per game. Uh, Darnold looked real good. He was QB1. In, in, in QBR, he was the number one quarterback in the month of December last year. I think yeah. he's, he's extended that. He's, he's in for a, a big leap this year. Looked good with the first team. Ty Montgomery looked really good. I was actually surprised by that. The, the beat Riders writer, beat have been all over that. They, they said they're Going to use him quite a bit. He's becoming late round dart throw type of guy, but I don't want to buy yeah, in we've again. We've been fooled
3: on Ty Montgomery how many times
5: now? I was he's not fooled, not fooled. Us as a
3: receiver. I was never we'll fooled, us fooled as by a him. running back. I
5: never liked him until now. I'm kind of just because he's so cheap. That's the only reason. I was never buying him at his ADP before. Right now, he's a last round guy. Maybe I'm buying it. On the Atlanta side, the biggest takeaway is that Edo Smith. Is is the backup? He's the backup. Uh, there yeah. was talk about Brian Rums. Hill last week. There was uh, oof, Brian might fight you on that one. Uh, there was talk about uh, Brian Wait, Hill last week. There was uh, Quadri Allison looked decent. There's a lot of dynasty hype for him, but Edo Smith retook reclaimed it. Okay,
3: uh, let's move on. Green Bay took on Baltimore. There was no Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay side. No Aaron Jones. Deshaun Kaiser started and looked brutal. I can. We can safely say if anything happens to Aaron Rodgers, it's season over for the Packers again. Uh, <laughs> you're wishing for injury. Um, I guess these guys aren't going to draft Devonte Adams or something. <laughs> well, maybe not. Well I, I bet they would. For Baltimore, three different tight ends got first team work, there's a a lot of steam for Scott Fish, uh, Bobo, Mark Andrews, but Mm. he was just one of three tight ends that got targeted during the first team offense along with Boyle and Hurst and I think that's going to be something of a problem. Lamar Jackson was inaccurate on his deep passes but the short stuff worked pretty well and that seems to be his sweet spot is that 8, 9, 10, 12 yard range for Lamar Jackson. And then there was this amazing run. And if you didn't see the highlights of it, it's, uh, it was pretty epic. He, um, it was not a designed run. In fact, there were no designed runs in the preseason game, which is smart. I wouldn't design mm-hmm. run him either. Uh, but he scrambled out of a pass play. He put a move on Jair Alexander that was so epic. They, the grounds crew at m and Bank Stadium had to spend the entire night jackhammering Jair Alexander's jock out of the cement under the turf. Of MT Bank Stadium, under the turf, under, under the, the turf. cement, under the How turf, deep into the is cement. That? It's deep. They needed paleontologists to wow. go in there with the brush and the little chisel and a, to pull out the jock. Um, he looked fantastic on that on that play. So Jackson, highlight touchdown run, got called back by penalty. Unfortunately, didn't matter in preseason, but he still got all those moves. Justice Hill got a lot of work with the third team. Looked okay, running back Justice Hill. Uh, Back to Brian. Chicago took on the Giants. Chicago did not play a single starter on
0: either side of the ball, so I don't know that there's a ton to see there. No, nothing for Chicago, and that kind of... You know, dumbs down what the Giants did on offense. Eli Manning threw a touchdown, padded those Hall of Fame numbers. I thought Eli actually looked pretty good. I wanted him to not look well, good against the Bears' second team defense. Well, I'm sure. still saying I
3: just I thought the arm looked kind of lively and he was accurate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: and Daniel Jones looked good against the uh, freshman team in the second half. Uh, 11 for 14 for 161. He fumbled twice though, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eli will start the season, but Daniel Jones will take over that job at some point, one would think.
3: Yeah, let's hope so. Cincinnati taking on the Washington Redskins. Matt?
4: Yeah, Joe Mixon had one carry that was called back for holding, and then he sat down for the rest of the game. I that one was
3: carry was awesome, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they were cheating.
0: Well, he's, the Bengals he's, well, were well, cheating Well, he stiff-armed
3: on a guy <laughs> into, into a new solar system.
0: A it guy? Was it was Josh Norman, of all people. Oh. Nothing <laughs> gets better than that. He yeah, right. ended Josh
4: Norman. <laughs> um, Andy Dalton led the team down on the field on, in the, on his opening drive with a whole bunch of Washington penalties mm-hmm. aiding that drive, and then threw a really bad pick six from the 10-yard line, and the rest of the Bengals starters barely played. I think it's going to be a really, really rough year for that Bengals offense. I'm, I'm not looking forward to many of those guys, although I might have a sleeper from that team later
5: in the show. Oh boy.
4: Um, on the other side, Adrian Peterson still looks like he's got it. Had a nice 26-yard run where yep. he mm-hmm. he looked quite spry. Uh, And Case Keenum is still starting for the Washington professional football team. Uh, He played the first three series and led the team to two punts and a really long missed field goal. All right. Then Dwayne Haskins came in. First drive, 55-yard touchdown to Robert Davis on a nice deep ball that he threw. So it looks like... uh, that that quarterback controversy is alive and well, and Dwayne
3: Haskins could end up coming out of this as the starter in week one. Yeah, Colt McCoy still not able to practice even yet, and beating out uh, Case Keenum isn't that tough a thing to do, so that could very well be the case. So now we got Dwayne Haskins in the first game threw a touchdown to the other team, Yeah, and then in this game he threw one to the right team, so he's at net zero right now. Well,
4: so the other thing I'd like to note Washington has now allowed a special teams return touchdown in both preseason games. If, if you want to stream defense and special teams in your league, look at Washington
3: as the team to stream against. All right. Uh, Scott, let's go to the next game. That is Oakland taking on Arizona.
5: Oh, Kyler Murray looked bad. Kyler Murray did look bad. bad I actually nudged him down bad. a couple of spots when really? I teach it. I got that nervous. Wow, just yeah, off of that.
4: That's some preseason overreaction right there. It probably is
5: preseason overreaction, but I got nervous, and I like a bunch of other guys. That first team played a quarter and a half, and they totaled 52 yards, zero points, and a 26-point deficit, and ended their last three drives with negative yards. Yeah. It was, it was not good. Brent <laughs> Hundley came in, scored two touchdowns on two consecutive drives after taking over, of course, against backups um neither rushing team game looked really really good but i thought dj looked david johnson obviously looked better than his stat line jacobs had over five yards per carry so he looked okay he's probably going to get a good amount of work uh, I did notice they were throwing to the tight end a lot in the red zone for Oakland, Yeah. which uh, they overthrew Waller once. Uh, Derek Carrier caught one, and they, they threw another one. It looks like that they're really looking tight end in that red zone, and that, that might bode well for uh, a previous sleeper we had on this show, Darren Waller.
3: Yeah, that's Darren a Brian, Waller, yeah, baby. That's a Brian Johnson official sleeper right there. Darren Waller, last pick of your draft. You sloughed that tight end position for a while. That might be a guy that you could go with.
5: I'm not sure what to do with Andy Isabella on this either. He did not come into the game until 10 minutes left. In the well, he's
3: missed a ton of practice yep, with injury he's and he's fighting three other, three other rookie wide receivers yep. for time and they're still he, Christian he Carter. He did do kickoffs All
5: but right. uh, he came in late in the game, made a great TD t- catch.
3: All right, we'll keep our eye on Andy. As well. yeah. he, was the, he was the top drafted of the rookie wide receivers mm-hmm. for, uh, for the Cardinals. Uh,
0: final, uh, final preseason game to break down Miami took on Tampa Bay, Brian. Uh, Tampa Bay, not a lot to talk about. Jameis Winston played just one series. Ronald Jones, uh, Peyton Barber, two carries each. So really, nothing to glean from that. Um, the Ryan Fitzpatrick truck stick charge. Did you see this? No. What, what are you what? talking about?
5: I thought you'd be all. Over.
0: Wait, Stu Beards at a truck stop. Well, his new name is uh, Ryan Hitzpatrick now. Oh, really? So you have to see this, Charge. Charge, you have not Yes! No! (laughs) Your pants would be off instantaneously. Someone who wants to see Charge with his pants off. Nobody (laughs) wants to see Charge. Oh, he does. No. Come show him the highlight. Stop, stop. There there
3: are some really confused,
4: (laughs) applause
0: out there. (laughs)
3: For starters, I'm not wearing pants, (laughs) so let's begin there. Yeah,
0: that's uh, true. Sadly, it's true. Uh, uh, show that to me again. Josh Rosen Rosen got the start, actually. He looked decent. Oh, um, there Pitts we Patrick go. But will, Fitzpatrick will still start the season. <laughs> your boy, though, Charge, Preston Williams. Put your underwear back on, Charge. Yes. <laughs> Your boy Preston Williams.
3: I like Preston Williams. Just I one catch
0: on six targets. Not as exciting of a game. Dropped Almost a had a, a acrobatic thirty-yard touchdown. Didn't keep but his feet in bounds. Okay. Uh, right. so, still life in that one. I like that sleeper call that you had. That's a
5: guy that Xavier Howard said could be a wide receiver one in this league.
0: Yes,
3: I Preston Williams in dynasty like empire Preston formats. Ooh, yep. baby, mm. absolutely a viable target right there. You know, next it, at this time next year. Preston Williams is going to be a starter. At this video. Well, it's your your computer is showing me Ryan Fitzpatrick laying out some hapless slappy. So uh, yeah, I absolutely love that part. Uh, for everybody that's here, many of you uh, were not here at the very beginning when I was out showing off the Fantasy Football Weekly 25th Anniversary Bench Star Commemorative Coin. These are uh, these are yours to have for a ten dollar donation to Fantasy Cares. That is a Scott Fish founded uh, charity that uh, works with Toys for Tots to obviously give. Christmas presents to kids around the country. and, Ooh, and in I our have a community donation directly. update. Oh, you have a donation update.
4: We have raised already this morning $1,250 for Toys for wow. Time. Excellent. Thank
3: you all. Good job, guys. Keep it coming. You have first crack at these. We're not making any more of them, and we've only got a few hundred more to sell to you. So if, uh, if you are interested, make sure to track us down on breaks after the show, wherever we've got uh, more of these. Amazing, heavy, gigantic bench start commemorative coins. And again, all of the uh, all of the proceeds go to Fantasy Cares. Uh, we'll be back next segment. Who are the bell cow running backs you can count on? And boy, does it matter. Scott Fish will break down the data about how important it is to get the bell cows and what kind of return you can expect and who to identify as this year's bell cow runners. All that and more coming up with Fantasy Football Returns live from Canterbury Park.
1: Victories on Sundays comes from listening to these guys on Saturdays. This is Fantasy Football Weekly on The Fan. The Fan.
3: Brethren here, somebody was nice enough to bring me a Lion Bar. That's amazing. Thank I love you the much. Lion Bar White. We love the Lion Bar. Uh, welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly live from Canterbury Park. We are here until approximately 1.30. We'll be on air until noon. And then at starting at noon, it's the deep dive data to analytic rich for radio. But you will see it here, including my annual deep dive on what happens inside the five-yard line and why you should care. Great data coming. Uh, Scott. Yes. Let's talk about the bell cow running backs. It's a timeshare league, but not for every team. There are a handful of bell cow runners you can identify and get, and man, does it matter. The bell cow running backs change everything. Talk to me about the bell cows.
5: They do. They do matter. A couple of years ago, something like 60%, a little over 60% of championship teams, championship game teams had Todd Gurley. Last year, it was over 50% with Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Uh, Bellcows, uh, the way I identified it is I looked at the numbers. There were 11 running backs last year with 225 touches and played in at least nine games. All
3: right, so let's slow that down for just a second. So 11 running backs. 11 running backs with 225 touches right. and played at least nine games. Right. So they played at least criteria. nine times?
5: Nine times. Okay, I don't, thank I don't
3: you. Have, I don't have the button bar. I can nine, do the
4: nine times. Time. There we go. Thank that's you very much. That's really you. good, Brian. Wow. It's
3: a good
5: Ed Rooney. Principal
0: Brian Rooney. That's all I'm gonna to contribute to this segment is that. Me too. Every
5: single one of those 11 running backs Finished in the top fifteen in all formats. Every PPR,
3: single one,
5: non PPR, half PPR. Wow. Every single one of those eleven that oh. met those two qualifications.
3: So, who were these eleven running backs that went over two hundred twenty-five uh, touches and played in at least nine games?
5: Oh, reading a list of names always plays well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, Gurley, Barkley, of course. Connor, McCaffrey, Mixon, mm-hmm. David Johnson, Chris Carson.
3: Yeah, oh boy. that's my oh boy. guy, yep.
5: Chris Carson. Kareem Hunt, who uh-huh. will be out half season. Uh, Gordon and Kamara.
3: All right, so those are the guys that powered people those, to championships. Those were right the there.
5: guys, yeah. High, okay. high percentages of playoffs from those guys. Yes. Making your playoffs just by having one of those guys. Those 225 touches amount to about 14 per game, but all of those 11 actually averaged around 18 or more mm. uh, touches per game. So I, I took a look at the guys, I think, outside of those that have a shot to be a bell cow back. I think Kareem Hunt's out. Gurley's probably out. I, yeah. don't, I don't know that he can hit that this year. Zeke and Gordon, we don't know. Right. Uh, but uh, some other guys I took a look at, Damian Williams has every chance of, of hitting that bell cow back. He had 18 touches per game at the end of last year, mm-hmm. uh, the final five games, including the playoffs. Uh, if he's healthy, if that soft tissue injury doesn't keep, uh, keep hitting up, he doesn't really have much for backups behind him. Darwin Thompson maybe, but uh, he has every chance to hit it. David Montgomery.
3: David Montgomery. I love David Montgomery.
5: I believe it's 273 vacated running back touches. Or just 283. It, 270 was just Jordan. Jordan Howard, Howard by himself. Yeah. And, and Jordan Howard's not good. David Montgomery's good. And you're going to talk about this later. That's a lot of a lot of goal line stuff too. Yeah, they baby. went away.
3: Yep. We're going to talk a lot about that.
5: Yep. That's that's that just right there. That's about 18 touches per game gone from the Bears. He's got a chance to be that guy. Okay. Uh, carry on, Johnson
3: carry on johnson this is one of my favorite angles and i've got him ranked as high as any fantasy expert
5: i feel between me and you we could talk for the next half an hour about carry johnson this don't tap me the 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 detroit lions lost nearly 200 carries and also nearly 100 receptions from the running back position yes
3: goodbye theo riddick yeah you know for all of us that ever were like i'm gonna pick up theo riddick this week on the bye week and he's gonna catch a bunch of balls and he's gonna you know help me out nope
5: that never worked he already averaged, on Johnson that is, 15 touches per game when he was healthy, now you add all of those numbers, yeah. all of those touches, that, and, and not to mention, we've talked about the coaching, Patricia already moved it to more of a run heavy offense. Mm. Then they bring in Daryl Bevel.
3: Yes, so Daryl Bevel, of course he was the offensive coordinator for Minnesota and Seattle, you already knew that. During his time as offensive coordinator, he ran the ball the second most in the NFL. Matt Patricia has said, we want to run the ball. And the Lions went from rushing 31st uh, in rushing attempts before Patricia got there. Last year, they went right to the middle of the pack. There was a huge jump in attempts. Patricia wants to run the ball. The Patriots ran the ball, and he saw that he saw the Patriots win championships. He wants that. So who's the offensive coordinator he brings in when he gets rid of Jim Bob Cooter? Daryl Bevel, who runs the ball. The Lions are going to run constantly, and that's a lot of why I like on Johnson. By the way, he's also a really good talent. Yeah,
5: all those years, Bevel had guys like Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson. Are we sure on Johnson isn't, he's not, probably not probably there. Probably not them, but, but yeah. are we but sure he's, he's not talented enough to, to fill that role for him?
4: Right. I think he is. You know, I'm gonna really miss Grandma Cooter on the
3: Power Trip morning show, though. That was <laughs> one of my favorite bits. Uh, no doubt, we're going to miss
0: Grandma Cooter quite a bit. Um, the Lions have the best names: Jim Bob Cooper, Cooter. Remember Andrew Peacock, A.K.A. Drew Peacock? Drew
3: Peacock is one of the best names
0: in the history in fact, of this
3: show. The, the, the Peacock on our coin, his name is Drew. That's right. It's a it's good one. <laughs> That's right. We should get him on the show sometime. He's you know he's probably like an actuary and you know in Boise or something. We should find. We should track down Drew Peacock.
5: I would you do that.
3: Yeah. All right, moving on. Who's our next bell cow for this year?
5: I think I'm just going to skip over Le'Veon Bell. I think that's kind of obvious. He
3: Le'Veon, should, bell, Le'Veon Bell cow.
5: Yeah, he should, just, bell. he should walk into 300 touches or 250 to 300 touches. For sure.
3: The whole offense goes around Le'Veon Bell.
5: Church, let's talk about Leonard Fournette. Ooh, this is a, this is a sticky one, isn't it? <sighs> I'm roaming really? on him a lot this year, and I, I feel Dirty. <laughs> that I'm warming on him so who, much Who all
3: got burned on Lavia, on Sorry, on Leonard Fournette last year Be honest, if you were one of those people
0: There's uh, a Fournette jersey here I saw, where are you?
3: Fournette jersey guy. Oh, yeah. Where, where are you? There, there he is. is. There he is. Oh, a cool color, rush, believer too.
5: back there. I love it. Church, you got kicked out of a guillotine league because of Leonard Fournette last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Leonard Fournette was my exit out of the guillotine league. That guy killed me and that was my mid-season exit it was because I spent too much money on Leonard Fournette. Whoops. It happens. But what about this year?
5: This year they shipped away all of his backups and yes. they only brought in Alfred Blue and uh, Rykel Armstrong.
3: Alfred Blue sucks.
5: Yeah. He's not good. And Quell had 29 receptions in college, I believe all four years combined. Yeah. So neither of those guys are pass catching. So the beat reporters talking about Fournette in the passing game, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of buying it given what they brought in.
0: When Uh, Alfred Blue retires, will will he change the spelling of his name to (laughs) B-L-E-W?
3: As in past
4: tense? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: They really should. Can, Can we just do that now? Sure. Why, why do we have to wait until after he retires? It's fantasy
4: stand-up comedian Brian Johnson, everybody. That's very good. All
0: right. Thank you, man. I'm you sitting need, down. You need to do a,
5: some, a fantasy stand-up show sometime. Uh, uh, anything else maybe. on Leonard Fournette? Yes. He averaged 19.4 touches per game last year, 23.4 the year before, 21.1 over his career.
3: So we're one year removed so, from Leonard Fournette being taken at the end of the first round. Last year, of course, it was the groin injury that never got better and they brought him back too fast, everything else. It's Super huge, high-risk, high-reward guy, right? You know, he, he could be one of the highest-scoring running backs in fantasy football. So- or you could have another week one groin injury and nobody would even think twice about that happening.
5: So two years ago, he was a top 10 back and he only played 13 games. So maybe you don't even need him to stay healthy right. the whole season. You just need him for a, a few games, a portion of it because That's he right. gets 20 plus touches. And the, the game. Jaguars offense gets better. By, by any
3: measure, it will be better this year. Last year, they had no consistency at quarterback and the offensive line is terrible. So Leonard Fournette, all right. We've, already, we've pounded him into the ground. Let's move on.
5: All right, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Great offensive line. Gets yes. most of the goal line work. Yes. When healthy, averaged almost 18 touches per game. Yep, so and, and we're looking healthy.
3: for 14 touches per game to yeah. be
5: a, a bell cow. Deonta Foreman and, yeah. and Jordan Wilkins aren't going to take from him.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: All right. Um, Dalvin Mack. Cook. Let's go to Dalvin Cook for yeah. this one. Oh, Let's hear it.
3: do I like Dalvin Cook. My number five running back. Love
5: Dalvin Cook this year. Mm. Yeah, he, they lost over 10 touches per game. Madison could take that, but in the goal line, they only ran inside the five yard line eight times last year, so I'm not exactly worried about that part of it. Yeah. Uh, but Cook went healthy 80, over an 80 percent snap rate and 15.7 touches per game.
3: That's great. We're if just we're looking. We're, that's right. Just he and, healthy. And that's all. and that's when he was in more. He had when he had Latavius Murray, who was siphoning off some work. I don't think Alexander right. Madison is nope. going to be that guy. I don't think so. Either. This is a Dalvin Cook-led offense. Yeah. Any other uh, any other bell cows you want to mention?
5: As we, we could mention Derrick Henry, but uh, that's a little risky. Yeah, well, that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, at the end of the, end of the last season, uh, he was obviously a bell cow uh, yeah. for the last four or five games. Lafleur is gone. He's no longer splitting that up. He's going to go to Green Bay and split, split that off. up. Oh, really annoy fantasy owners. Yeah. But uh, he already averaged 14 to 15 touches per game last year. All he needs is a few more. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. What about Nick Chubb as a bell cow for half a year? He's a I, half bell cow. I have
5: that down. You were giving me the wind-up symbols, so I must not mention well, these. I
3: know. Well, just one. Give me half give cow. Me, yeah, give me fifteen yep.
5: seconds yep. on him. Nick Chubb, a half cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the second half last year, the last ten games, he averaged nineteen point six touches per game, and he was a top ten fantasy running back, top ten. So, in a better offense for the first half of the year, and just Hilliard behind him. Now that they shipped off Duke Johnson, yeah. he's, he's going to be a bell cow until week ten.
3: Nick Chubb uh, the if Nick Chubb is a half cow, the half cow goes. All right, there you go. Uh, there's some of the bell cows. You can you can go to war. Potential bell cows. Potential bell cows. Oh Joe, just stick your neck out. Stick. Stick
5: my neck out and say that there's gonna be twenty bell cows? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. All
3: right. Uh, don't forget to head to KFAN.com and type the word crown. Crown. And to learn details about the Crown Royal Purple Bag Project, where you can nominate military members and their families for an awesome game day experience, win the purple. Take on Denver on November 17th. Again, head to kfan.com, type the keyword crown, and in the back take a selfie with the Crown Royal Simple booth and use the hashtag KFANFFTC on social media for a shot to win Vikings tickets against Atlanta in the opener. When we come back, it is time for let me see if I can bring this up here. It is time for everybody's favorite pre-season season segment. We call it The Reach Around coming up next on Fantasy Football Week. The Fan. Fantasy Football Weekly on the Fan! Yes! We are live at Canterbury Park. Hundreds, yes, hundreds of you here to enjoy a little fantasy football nerdery. All the deep dive data coming up at noon. We've got the commemorative coins, we've got the cheat sheets, and we've got everybody's favorite segment, the Reach Around. This is when we identify a player who you should reach one round earlier to go get. We will go through the first several rounds and we will help you identify the player you should draft one round early. And so the players that you're seeing on the screen right now, if you're here, are the players that are going in round two. We'll tell you which one of these guys we think should go in round number one and then we will go through the next ten rounds. That's the idea. So, we begin with, it's the first round, but who are you going to take with a second round average draft position? I will begin with Scott Fish.
5: This is, ooh, I know who it is. This is cheating. D.D. Westbrook. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people listen to that already. (laughs) There's some laughs. Some people listen. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, apparently 201 in ADP, I actually considered him early, like mid-first, yeah. Yeah. the other day. I, I like him that much. Without Brown, he averaged uh, seven for eighty-five last year and scored in every er, last two years and scored in every game that Antonio Brown didn't play.
3: Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, he can't handle being the number one
5: receiver." Oh yeah, I he think can. he can. Juju Smith Schuster is going to be great, averaging seven catches a game without him. That's not, crazy. Not bad.
4: All right. Uh, I would take Travis Kelsey in round one i 'd take him as high as number four or number five he 's the top, overall overall he 's the top tight end in the league he 's in a tier by himself mm-hmm. uh, he 's on the best offense in the league and he 's got the best quarterback in the league and he 's probably the best weapon on that offense. Uh, mm. he's he's gone through the roof i uh, travis kelsey's an easy pick for me
3: yeah i'll mention this by the way to listeners we did not I purposely did not coordinate this to make sure like we all pick different guys or whatever because if we all pick the same person i think it's just that much more impactful so you know this just goes where it goes yeah. and sometimes we're going to agree sometimes we won't let's see what brian johnson says which player are you going to reach around for in round one
0: well if i miss out on like the big four or five running backs i would reach for dalvin cook because uh like fish said he is healthy uh A much improved offensive line here in Minnesota, an offense that can spread the field, so we won't see a ton of stacked boxes. And like Fish said, uh, when healthy, he's on the field over 80% of the time, and uh, I see that happening this year. He stays healthy. He has RB1 potential.
3: I don't see Alexander Madison taking goal line carries like some people seem to fret about. I don't think the rookie's going to suddenly get thrust into that money job right off the bat. Uh, my selection for my reach around in round number one is also Juju Smith Schuster for all the reasons that Scott mentioned
5: already. Does that give me an extra point for tough questions later?
3: Yeah, you can spend that point on okay. your, your coming wrong answer what? next segment. Hey. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think you should plan it that way. Passing offense will go through him, and then you've got the 168 targets vacated by Antonio Brown. Let's go to. Round at number two looks like this for those of you that are here. You can see all the players with a second round average draft position. Scott, who are you taking in the second round with these players that have a third round uh, ADP?
5: This is so tough for me because I love on Johnson and I have a feeling that might be your guy, but I'm going to go with George Kittle because he's a guy I've been loving for a couple of years and I want... I. I feel like there's a huge drop-off after Kelsey and Kittle for me, and it allows me to hammer the other positions for the rest of my draft. I'll take Kittle around earlier. He's got Garoppolo, a better quarterback this year. He's got better weapons around him, uh, better, more talented weapons. Mm -hmm. But those talented weapons that they have to cover, only 27 career receptions between Samuel and Pettis combined. Wow. So so I think that they'll lean on Kittle.
3: Uh, he will be the number one targeted player in the San Francisco sure. offense this yep. year in all probability, George Kittle. And you touched on something interesting that I think is fair to say. For all of you who struggled with tight end last year, and that was most of you because there was only like three good ones, there's a lot of people like, I'm not going through that again. I'm just getting my good tight end and I don't, I, knowing that I can sleep easy, knowing I don't have to sweat that position all season. All right. Matt, who are you taking in the second round with the third round ADP? Well, if I don't get Travis Kelsey, I too
4: am taking George Kittle. Um, I would definitely want to get one of those two guys because I view Travis Kelsey as tier one of tight ends in a tier by himself. Yes. I view George Kittle in tier two in a tier by himself, and then it's the rest for me. So Kittle's definitely
0: my guy in round two. All right, Brian. I would take Kittle too, but to make things interesting, I'll say Leonard Fournette, because Fish made a great case for him in the bell cow segment. When healthy, you're looking at 20 plus touches easily. TJ Yeldon gone, so Fournette should see even more work in the passing game if he's on the field, and 2017, the Jacksonville defense was elite, and that really bode well for Fournette. Last year, not so much, and Fournette was hurt, so if that defense can rebound, they want to focus the offense around him, and like Cook, Fournette does have top three, five, RB1 potential if he can stay healthy.
3: Uh, I would take on Johnson for the reasons that we just talked about last segment as uh, the lead back in a, a soon-to-be uh, Bell Cow style offense and uh, honestly believe that he's uh, sitting on a, a very, very big season, but we know we just talked about that last segment. So let's move over to round three. Which of the players of the round four ADP are you going to take? Scott?
5: You know I have to take Chris Godwin. You always have to take Chris Godwin. For a couple of years now, I always have to take Chris Godwin, but this is finally the year. Yes. This is finally the year it's going to happen. Uh, his numbers without DJX were averaging about 73 yards per game, and he scored in the four of the six games without. <laughs> without Deshaun Jackson. And there's yeah. over 100 vacated targets from the wide receiver position.
3: Yeah, he'll walk into a, a sizable starting oh, goal. Oh, and Mike line. Evans
5: said that, my, that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are competing for the wide receiver one. He has that much faith in him. That says plenty.
4: All right, Matt. To me, you got to take the guy who's got enough hype that he definitely won't last until the next round. Yeah. And for me on that list, that guy is David Montgomery. Uh, I think that he... Everybody else on that list that we have right there... I feel like I can wait till round four and they're going to be there. I don't think David Montgomery is going to be there. Uh, he might be a tail end of round three pick anyway. And I think he's got the sexy name and he's got the ability to maybe be a bell cow in Chicago this year. Interesting that the Bears
3: didn't play him in the preseason game mm-hmm. last, week, last night because they already know what they got. They don't need to yep. see him
0: anymore. All right, Brian, who is your reach around player in round three? I am really warming up to Tyler Lockett. Oh. Who had more targets than Tyler Lockett last year? Josh Gordon had one more target than Tyler Lockett, who scored 10 touchdowns for the Seahawks. Yeah, Doug Baldwin had more targets than Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin is gone. Tyler Lockett's going to see 100-plus targets. He saw 70 last year, almost at 1,000 yards with 10 touchdowns. Yeah, Those numbers are going to go up. There's no one else to throw to in Seattle other than him. They're going to run a lot, but Wilson is going to be eyeing Lockett all game long every week. Love that. Uh, I'm going to take
3: Julian Edelman because of the safety that he brings. We know that he's going to catch a bazillion passes from uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Josh Gordon only really helps matters because that's going to diversify defenses and force them to not, uh, not, uh, not spend extra time on Julian Edelman. And I just think he brings extraordinary safety to the field. So I will take Julian Edelman. Let's move over to round four as we look at the players with a round five average draft
5: position. Who are you reaching a round for? Scott? For me here, it's Chris Carson. They vacated 151 running back touches when Mike Davis left and others. 151
3: vacated and he, that's, targets.
5: They're one of the most run-heavy teams in the league, and they're allowed to be because of how efficient Russell Wilson is. I, yeah. love, I love Lockett, by the way, as well, Brian. Uh, but th- there's just a lot of touches to be had for Carson, and he was for already sure. double-digit fantasy points 10 of the 14 games he played.
3: Okay. I, Matt. too,
0: would give Chris Carson a reach-around. Done. Don. Wow. Okay. The one guy you don't want to reach around on is Cooper Cup. Fish and I don't have to go there. We've been hating on this guy forever. We love him long term but not short term. I'll say Allen Robinson. Um, last year coming off the ACL was a little slow getting going but towards the end of the year he really, really ramped it up. Popped off in the playoff game against the Eagles. Uh, his target should go up. It's all about Mitch Trubisky though. He's a little untrustworthy, but if he can get his keep his head straight, uh Allen Robinson has a top 15 wide receiver potential.
3: Chris Carson, uh, I can get a bell cow back in the 4th round and that's my guy. 3 of the 4 of us uh, going to war with Chris Carson. My number 6 running back. Uh no, nope, 7. My number 7 running back on my cheat sheet right now. Let's go to the next round. Round number 5. These are the players with a sixth round ADP. Who are you going to reach around for, Scott?
5: For me, it's Robbie Anderson. Uh, He's Darnold's top target. I have him ranked a good 10 spots higher than his ADP currently is. I I think Darnold takes a leap forward this year. He had, Robbie Anderson that is, had at least seven targets in seven of the last eight weeks last last year, Mm -hmm. and he scored in three of the last four games. He had had three catches in the last preseason game in just uh, two drives.
3: Robbie Anderson, you've spoken glowingly of Sam Darnold already in this show. Now you like his one viable deep threat. That makes sense. All right, Matt. Everybody in this group is a get a quarterback late kind of
4: guy, but there's a couple quarterbacks I'm gonna mention in the next few rounds of reach around here that uh, I think have the potential to be league winners. And Mm -hmm. I think one of them is Deshaun Watson. Uh, He's got the massive rushing upside. His receivers are absolutely awesome. Uh, He's got the ability to be a guy who can end up end the season as QB one and just put up Significantly bigger numbers than everybody else at the quarterback position. So I will I will reach around
0: For Deshaun Watson. Okay, and Brian Two weeks ago in the peacock off I said Evan Engram would be a top three tight end So I gotta go Evan Engram only four tight ends over the last decade have logged more receiving errors in the first two seasons than Evan Engram and that's George Kittle Gronk Jimmy Graham and Aaron Hernandez good company of course has missed six, you could really call it seven games, he's got hurt yeah. early in a game, so, uh, and he's an absolute beast in the red zone in his career, he's picked up a first down or scored a touchdown on 70% of his targets, and he's the number one wide receiver on that team, I don't care that he plays tight end.
3: Alright, I am going to take the other tight end, Hunter Henry, who has started 23 career games, the former first rounder has scored in half of them. If you can get half a touchdown per game production out of your tight end, that is bonkers. Tyrell Williams is gone for the Chargers, Antonio Gates finally done for the Chargers. This is the year Hunter Henry puts it all together with the monster season, he is my number three tight end overall and I can get him in round five. Let's go to round six with the players that have a seventh round average draft position.
5: I'm going Miles Sanders here, there's a couple backs in this, uh, this Grouping that I like, but I'm going with Miles Sanders. I think the cream is going to rise to the top, and by the end of the year, he's going to be getting what, like, kind of like a did with uh, that 15 touches a game. Uh, it may not happen early, but eventually, mm-hmm. he's going to get on the field more and more. Okay.
4: Uh, it's getting silly in this round. Uh, Miles Sanders is also my guy, but I did consider Will Fuller just because of his ability to score basically every time he plays. <laughs> yeah, so kidding. if he could stay healthy for an entire yeah. year, Will Fuller's a, a, a big time player. All right.
0: Yeah, Miles Sanders is the pick here. Uh, a great O-line in Philly, and just watching him play this preseason, he is way, way, way better than Jordan Howard.
3: Um, you guys have, uh, have missed on the running back you do want to take here, and that's Darryl Henderson is the running back you want to take with your reach around pick in round six. Chronically arthritic knee. Who wants to invest in that? I don't want to be chronically Well, anything. you hired Scott. I don't want to be chronically things I like to do. I don't want to chronically have sex. I don't want chronically anything. What? There's, Todd Gurley has a chronically arthritic knee. Every week you're going to have to look at that and then that's going to open the door for Daryl Henderson. If you believe like I do, there's at least a coin flips chance, perhaps even your fantasy football weekly uh, commemorative coin flips chance that Todd Gurley's going to finish this season on IR, you want Daryl Henderson. over eight yards Can we get a State Fair
4: t-shirt that says, I don't want to chronically have sex, <laughs> please?
3: <laughs> Ryan Donaldson, <laughs> make that happen. With a little Paul and add your face on there too. Ra- round seven, these are the, what players with an eight round uh, ADP are you reaching a round four? Oh man, numb. Just, you're all flustered yeah, with that, aren't flustered.
5: you? flustered. Uh, <laughs> nah, Curtis Samuel is my guy in this round. They've been raving about him in preseason. His Here. route running ridicu- was ridiculous last year, and mm-hmm. it's going to be this year. It's just him and DJ Moore out there for the receivers, and Cam is finally healthy. His deep ball's back. Uh, he, you know, he hurt shoulder last year. Uh, I think that's going to be a good offense, and I, I want every piece of Samuel in that round. Okay. Uh,
4: I've got Kyler Murray, similar to what I said about Deshaun Watson. Uh, Kyler's got the hype. That you need so you're gonna have to reach around early to get him he's got the maybe the ability and the offense to put up all those Patrick Mahomes kind of numbers yeah I'm not saying he's going to do that but he's got the potential Mm. and uh even if you miss you swing and miss on Kyler Murray you go get another quarterback later in your draft you get Kirk Cousins in like the 15th round and you're just fine all right
3: Brian
0: I got Curtis Samuel, too, uh, in his third year now. Last year, didn't really get consistent playing time until midway through the season. And, uh, but if you extrapolate his red zone usage uh, across a full year, he was among like the top ten in terms of targets and receptions. And he's also uh, a legit threat running the ball. He's not a gadget player. Uh, and Cam Newton is healthy, and I believe he'll have a big year. So I like Samuel a lot.
3: Vance McDonald is the selection I'm making here. Get this. If you take Vance McDonald last year and Jesse James, the other Pittsburgh tight end last year and add their production together, you would have had last year's tight end four. Now Jesse James is gone. He's in Detroit. It's all Vance McDonald's job and Antonio Brown's gone with 168 targets with him. It's a great opportunity for Vance McDonald, my number five tight end overall. Let's sneak in a couple more rounds, beginning with round eight and these are the players that have a ninth round average draft position.
5: I'm going with Marquez Valdez A mm-hmm. uh, Few good games last year. ended the Ended the season with 17 targets over the final two games. He, it's, it's well spoken that he has Aaron Rodgers' trust. I think he's going to be the number two on that team. I'll take the number two on that offense. Okay, I hate this round. <laughs> yeah. You don't like anybody. I, I didn't I kinda, like it either. I, I
4: kind of rather take Shane Falco or Ray Finkel in the back row there. Yeah. You could have done a right. fishbowl. Uh, let's let's uh, let's go Russell Wilson, kind of for the same reasons. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson are there. Okay. I like I like shooting for the moon on quarterback.
0: Got it. I'll take a quarterback, I'm going to take Jared Goff, he's got three of his wide receivers going in the first five rounds, no one else can say that for uh, themselves, and uh, according to Pro Football Focus's Jeff Radcliffe, Goff has the most favorable strength of schedule among all quarterbacks, and uh, does a ton of weapons, including the aforementioned Darrell Henderson, who's now in the mix, so Goff it up.
3: You've talked me into Goff, I'm, mov- I'm going to move him up my cheat sheet, and I'm going to take him here as well, and very quickly, let's knock down this uh, this last round. This is the ninth round players with the tenth round ADP. Who would you? Who's your final reach around candidate?
5: I think I'm going to go with Anthony Miller in this round. Uh, he scored in seven of his twelve healthy games, and he was in. He put up the stats he did last year, injured with a shoulder injury all yeah, year. Yeah, right, right. And so I think there's a lot of upside there.
4: Uh, Kareem Hunt is the only name on this list that has potential playoff game winning. Ability. Kareem Hunt could win you your league and you Mm -hmm. get him on your roster and you hide him at the bottom of your bench for eight weeks and you're going to feel good
0: after that. I'd take Miller if Hunt was not on this list, but I gotta take Hunt as well, he could win you. uh, I took
5: Miller because I knew people were going to take Hunt. Yep, and
0: I'm Kareem Hunt as well.
5: (laughs) You know,
3: here's the thing at Kareem Hunt, everybody's like, oh god, I gotta hold him for like nine weeks and that's, that's a real thing, but if your team is good and you've got Kareem Hunt, he's easy to hold because you know you're headed to the playoffs and he's going to style you. If your team's bad and you've got Kareem Hunt, you've got a trade you've got a very tradable commodity to some team that starts 5 and 0 and 4 and 1 and you're telling them a story about how it's not even a story, it's reality about how they're going to go crush their playoffs with Kareem Hunt.
5: So, would you recommend a Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt stack or as I called it this morning a Chunt stack?
3: <laughs> the Chunt stack. I oh love no. it. Yes. I think you could possibly do that. In Let's fact, go the hub
5: instead. <laughs> yes. I hate hub. I like chunt. Chunt yes. is a good word. Um,
3: we will. Uh, we'll be back in uh, in moments. The fantasy football training camp is live from Canterbury Park Expo Center. All of it presented by Crown Royal. Thanks for coming, everybody. More fantasy football weekly coming up next.
1: This is Fantasy Football Weekly
3: on Fan. Park brought to you by Crown Royal. Once again, don't forget to head to cafeon.com and type the keyword crown to learn details about the Crown Royal Purple Bag Project, where you can nominate military members and their families for an awesome game day experience when the Purple take on Denver November 17th. Uh, this is a segment we like to call Three Tough Questions. We encourage the audience to play along. This is a knockout variety game here. We're gonna gonna be monitoring how well you do, and let me tell you, this is not gonna be easy. This is gonna be hard, very hard. We begin with... Tough question
1: number one. Max,
3: Max, this is you. Max. Tough question number one. There
1: we go, all right, good,
3: all right. We'll go with that, tough question number one. It looks like we won't see Andrew Luck in the preseason, Can owners come out of their draft or auction with luck as their presumed starter? Yes or no? We begin with Brian Johnson.
0: That's a big no from me. Uh, We've seen luck has burned people in the past. I don't think this injury is nearly as serious as the shoulder injury from a few years ago, but uh, quarterback is just so deep that I'm not going to risk Taking my top quarterback with a guy who's not playing in the preseason with injury history. And, you know, Luck is an amazing reality quarterback, but in fantasy, yeah. they got a good defense, they got a good running game. I like teams in garbage time, chasing points. So basically, I'm just waiting on a healthier guy on an offense that's probably going to be chasing points all year rather than protecting leads. Okay,
4: Matt. Uh, I said yes because the upside of Andrew Luck is clearly as high as any quarterback in the game. Plus, quarterback is so deep. I kind of pounded it into the ground in the last segment. Uh, even if you whiff on Andrew Luck, and he's hurt for a couple of weeks or a month, you can get these guys in the 10th round or later who are quarterbacks 15 or worse in ADP. Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. I could go to war with any of those guys and have
3: Andrew Luck still waiting. Okay. Yes or no? Can you go to war with Andrew Luck as your starting quarterback?
5: Scott. I think so. I I don't think he's going to miss a lot of time. Maybe it's just week one. They're, they're, They're optimistic he might even play week one. But if he misses week one, you know who you can get at quarterback 25? Matthew Stafford against the Cardinals. In week one. Who lost Patrick Peterson to suspension and, and Robert Alford. Robert Alford just yeah. recently? So that might be a good play there. He's he was my QB three. I've now moved Baker ahead of him. Baker Mayfield ahead of him. I'm cautious, but I think you can. I think, like Matt said, you can you can get people to use.
3: Yeah, uh, the correct answer is yes. You can go to war with with Andrew Luck. This isn't like an ACL, right? You know, he, he may he may start week one. If he doesn't start week one, it's not like they're talking about him missing months. It may be just a few games here. And it's not like the injuries to his arm or his shoulder. This is, you know, his passing is not going to be affected by this, and presumably he's passing now.
5: So It's, it's his um, leg, and he was the least hit quarterback in the NFL list.
3: Yeah, great point. Uh, great, great offensive point. line. Yep, great offensive line. You can go to war with Andrew Luck, and you'll probably get him at a discount right now because everybody's nervous about Andrew Luck. And, heck, I've moved him down a few spots on my cheat sheet, but that doesn't mean that he can't be your starter going into the season. Now... We go to?
1: Tough question number two.
3: There's Max. Well done, Perfect. Max, back at the Perfect. station. All right. How oh, by the way, how many of you are still alive? How many of you went one and oh in the first round? Oh, that's, that's not many. That's okay, we are wow. only about only about 20 percent. Everybody's down on handcuffs. All right. Up. Uh how many running back handcuffs are
0: justifiable right now? Brian? I gotta go first again?
3: Yeah. Sure. Go to Matt.
0: Man, I didn't even do the show yesterday, you guys are putting the pressure on me. Uh, Alright, let me think. Tony Pollard is the number one handcuff you need out there right now. Even if you Absolutely. don't know Tony Pollard, if you're Zeke owner, Chase Edmonds, if you own David Johnson is a must for me. Uh, he's a guy that can step in and do three down work just like uh-huh. David Johnson does if something were to happen. Yep. Alexander Madison I believe is the handcuff you need because people are putting a lot of faith in Dalvin Cook. I'm one. I said I'd reach around and take him in the first but if he yeah. goes down I need to have Ale- Alexander Madison on my team. I don't know, can you count the San Diego backs in this convo? Both? So you, you, I can't answer your question for you. I'm looking for a number, really. All right, well, it's a little vague, a bit of a question, but uh, I'm going J- Justin Jackson over Austin Eckler because he looks like the true early So that, early is, a down handcuff, that That's, is a
3: handcuff that needs to happen.
4: Yes,
0: sir. Okay. And I'll just go with that. Four. 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 So you're sure. on four.
3: Okay. Matt, Charge, this
4: one was pretty tough. It damaged the limbic system in my brain. I thought it might have. Yeah, my emotion, long-term memory, and behavior is all whacked out right now. Yeah, as always. Watch out. Yes. Wow. Um, I, I, here's what I got, and, and, and I've thought about it. Uh, Brian's right on the Cowboys running backs uh, and the Cardinals running backs, Chase Edmonds there. Yep. That's two. Uh, Joe Mixon to Gio Bernard, that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalvin Cook to Alex Madison, that's four. Uh, I believe Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balaj. that's five. Uh, James Conner, Jalen Samuels, six. And I think that's
3: it. All right, so and, six and is here, your answer.
4: Here's why. If you're going to take a handcuff, it's got to be a guy who goes way later than the 10th or 11th round. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a guy that you get on the cheap. So those are guys that you can get on the cheap and match up and handcuff with. Okay.
5: I, I think I agree with most of the ones they said. I, I, I guess at the base, I don't handcuff. I don't care about handcuffing. Right. I, I've taken Tony Pollard without Zeke. I've taken Henderson without Gurley. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm going to grab those guys anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess it, you probably have a number somewhere in the neighborhood of five or six. So I'm just going to guess six and try to get it right.
3: All right. First of all, I don't love handcuffing either because now I've poured extra picks into some guy that's just sitting on my bench doing nothing. And uh, I got to wait and hope for an injury to one of my starters. That's weird. And I could take somebody with all the upside of the guys that we were just talking about in our in our reach around segments, for example. So sure. for me, it's got to be a lot of like what Matt said. It's got to be a quality starter with a player that I can put a non-meaningful pick against. Yep. That's Zeke and Tony Pollard, who goes in round 16. That's Kerryon Johnson to C.J. Anderson in round 18. That's Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt in round 10. That's where we those, differ. Those Kareem are Hunt is
4: not late enough by these standards.
3: Well, that's your opinion.
4: Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't think that's a handcuff. We're
3: throwing out Austin Eckler because you gotta pay too much. We're throwing out Daryl Henderson, you gotta pay too much for him. Round seven, those guys cost too much to be you, a you real don't, handcuff. do Dalvin and Alex Madison? The correct answer is three. Do we have anybody still alive? Two and oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven of you out of several hundred. Congratulations for the eleven of you still alive. I think it should be. Let's go. Two
1: Tough question number three
3: Atta boy Andy Reid says he's looking for a running back by committee This is a uh, direct quote from uh, Andy Reid So this is not me talking, this is Andy Reid talking <clears throat> I did a little bit of that back when I was in Philadelphia Kind of a running back by committee deal And we had some success with it We'll do that here
4: Your Andy Reid voice sucks That wasn't even close to Andy no. Reid, was
3: it? That's terrible. It's terrible. I that d- sounded like an Andy no. Reid fart. At fort. least put on yeah, I did, glasses or something. I need, I need to have a mustache that curls into my mouth like his does. I did a little bit of that back when I was in Philadelphia. That was, <laughs> that's wow. The, that's my Southern Gentleman that's Andy Reid. That's right there. That was <laughs> the heck? somehow worse. Southern Gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Southern Comfort Andy Reid. No, Crown Royal all the way. Crown Royal, that's right. We are a Crown Royal <laughs> sponsored event. Don't forget it. The appropriate level of panic for those people who have drafted Damian Williams or those thinking about drafting Damian Williams from Kansas City is it none, some, or a bowel loosening level of existential anxiety? We begin. I'll 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 do it. I'll I'll do it. Oh no, 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 you'll do it. Okay, fine,
0: thanks. Uh, Well, Andy Reid is of crap because Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy were bell cows. There was no yeah. platoons there. No, maybe Kareem Hunt was a bell cow. Later on in uh, life there, he, I can't remember exactly, but when it was Darren Sproles and some other mismatched whatever, maybe he ran uh, more halter. But uh, Damian Williams is by far the best running back on this team. Carlos Hyde is awful. In the last three years, he's finished last in yards per carry amongst running backs on his own team. <laughs> and Darwin sure? Thompson is a rookie. The only thing that worries me is the the hamstring, but let's just not worry about injuries. So I'm going to say none, no platoon, and Casey. Are we sure Hyde even makes the team? No, he's bad.
3: No, I don't. I don't know that that's a guarantee. All right, well, Scott, I'm looking at you. Let's go. Let's go with you next. Well,
5: I, I did have an answer uh, yesterday when I was thinking about it, but I, I think I've been talked out of it now. Don't, I haven't said anything. You don't know the right answer See, yet. I don't. I also don't care what Andy, Andy Reid says about this. I, I feel like. You should be a little worried about where you're drafting him. You're drafting him so high with some risk, but uh, I'm going to go with none. Brian's right. There's really nothing behind there, and I think that offense gets, is so explosive, so, so many points that uh, you shouldn't worry about him that much. Okay. Matt?
4: I, too, have none. In 11 regular season games last season, Kareem Hunt had less than 17 touches only once. In 15 games in 2017, Kareem Hunt had less than 17 touches only twice. And Williams took over in week 13 last year as a starter in a timeshare, so he only had seven touches in week 13, but then they figured it out. 12 the next week, 16 the next week, 20 the next week. In the playoffs, 30 touches in his first playoff game, 15 in the second, and that includes almost five receptions per game in games he started and finished, plus... As the closer we get to the season starting, the more BS comes out of head coaches' mouths in the NFL, and Andy Reid is completely lying
3: here. There's no, 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 no worry. The correct level of panic is? None. How many of you went 3-0? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. We wow. have eight stone-cold liars in our group. Wow. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. <laughs> No, we tease. Uh, Mark wrote them down. <laughs> well done. That's physical proof right there. Well done. Uh, and you're right. They, these coaches, they are liars. It's not just these eight guys. Yep. It's the coaches as well. Back in, uh, back in May, running back coach Eric Bienemy specifically said, we are a workhorse team. We find our guy and we run him, and that's what's going to be the case there as well. Uh, coming up next segment. We will move on to this stink hole and beyond. Nobody wants to be in the stink hole. After those top three running backs, you're at pick number four. What are you supposed to do? That's the stink hole this year. We will tell you what to do with pick four and every other pick in the first round after that, it is the stinkhole and beyond. Coming up next is the fantasy football training camp live from the Canterbury Park Expo Center. All presented by Can- uh, by Crown Royal.
1: This is Fantasy Football Weekly, I'm the fan.
3: All weekly. Yes, we're having fun. We're learning stuff. We're making fun of Brian Johnson. It's a pretty what? great. It's a pretty great day. We're just doing we, that behind. We our do back. that every day. Yeah. Though. Well, that's true. We, well, we get to in the office. Uh, top of the hour, we're doing our deep dive data all off air. Nobody will hear it. You're going to have to be here to see that stuff. Um you'll want to take some notes. You may other people get out their phones and they'll take snapshots of the uh, the AV presentation when they see good nuggets, they what, want to remember. What if
5: they bootleg and stream it live? Oh,
3: somebody might stream it live. Uh-oh. Who will periscope it? Oh, don't do that. Yeah, we we want These this is special. Yes, secrets, ju- yeah, secrets just, for you. just for the people who took the time to come out here, right? And be part of the event. Several hundred of you and we're very very grateful for everybody that has uh, that has come out. Okay. Uh, and a reminder that Fantasy Football Training Camp here is uh, presented by Crown Royal. We thank our uh, our presenting sponsor for that. It is time to talk about what in the world to do when you've got pick number four. Alvin Kamara, gone. Saquon Barkley, gone. Christian McCaffrey, gone. Well, now what? We will help answer what to do when you are in the stink hole. We've devised <laughs> a... I was trying to think of something funny, but I... I... <laughs> The Stinkhole! We have devised a... We went through and we mapped out what we think is the perfect first round from picks 4 through 12. And we'll tell you about the guys that we debated between for each one of these picks and then who ultimately won in that selection. So
4: essentially this is a moving Stinkhole.
3: <laughs> it is. That's a, that's a good way <laughs> to put to it. to catch yeah. the Stinkhole! All right. It is uh, pick number 4. Those big three running backs are off the board now we need to figure out what to do beginning with pick four, we considered David Johnson. Matt, make the case for David Johnson here.
4: Well, I think we can all agree, everybody in this room can agree, that the Cardinals were a disaster last year, right? Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, He still finished third in the league in rushing attempts and he added 50 receptions. He finished with almost 1,400 total yards and 10 total touchdowns, which had him as a top 10 fantasy back in literally every format. This year with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, that combo can make the offense only trend upward. It has to look up. So
3: as far as David Johnson, if he can stay healthy, he's he's a he's a bell cow with a high ceiling. All right, we debated between David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. I'll talk about Hopkins, I guess, right? Okay. The first round's all about mitigating risk. You don't want to lose your draft, lose your your season because you made a bad pick in the first round, which you can do. DeAndre Hopkins is as safe a selection as there is in the entire league. If you just want safety and production, what's who, who's ever been disappointed they didn't take DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins wide receiver rank in his two years with Deshaun Watson, two and one. Number pretty one good. and number pretty two. Good. That's pretty good. I'm pretty sure. Double digit touchdowns in three of the last four years, 1,200 yards in four of the last five years for DeAndre Hopkins, he's awesome. The only downish year he had in fantasy was when Brick Osweiler was throwing him those wobblers and those one-hoppers. Other than that, he's been fantastic. The Texans have played 100 games since they drafted DeAndre Hopkins. He has started 99 of the 100. Mm. So it came down to David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. Wait, Hop- Yes? Let's see what the crowd thinks we should do. Oh, play. yeah, great point. How many of you take David Johnson? You've got to make sounds. By sound. How many of you, all right, how many would take DeAndre Hopkins? What? No. Brian, who did we choose? Survey says, ding, DeAndre Hopkins. Well done, crowd. You guys got it. (laughs) So now we move on to the fifth pick in the first round. We're going to roll forward David Johnson and now put him up against... Devonte Adams, tell us a little bit about Devonte Adams, Scott.
5: First, we do put our money where our mouth is. I had the 104 twice this week and took DeAndre Hopkins. Atta both boy. times.
3: Yep. Good. Good job.
5: All right, Devonte Ad- Adams. In Aaron Rodgers' career, his top wide receiver has finished in the top 15 in fantasy 13 times. Wow. <laughs> that's a, more that's than that's nine. A, lot. That's
3: a lot. Yeah. That's 13 more, out more of more than nine. 13 times. out of 15 is good.
5: Yeah. Including three times in the top 10 in the last four full seasons that Aaron Rodgers has played. Devontae Adams has double-digit touchdowns three years in a row and has the most receiving touchdowns in the NFL in that span. Mm-hmm. I think it's Adams. I think we go Adams here.
3: All right, now you heard the case for David Johnson. You've heard Devontae Adams. How many of you would take David Johnson? <laughs> How many of you would take Devontae Adams? No, not again! Listen to this. dude. the opposite crowd. I love you. What did, what did Brian, who did we select? The people are correct. Devontae Adams. Adams. All right. <laughs> So our fifth well, pick, I like robot Devontae, Johnson. Devontae I like this Adams, too. I like that too. So we're going to roll forward David Johnson again, and this time we're going to put him up against Michael Thomas. Now you've also got... I think one
4: Thomas. of my guys is gonna
0: win this one.
4: <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, it's, so it's always dangerous to just replay last year in fantasy football. So we're just gonna forget about the 11 games where Thomas had eight or more targets. We're just gonna forget about that. It's almost like you never just and said it. We're gonna forget that he topped 80 yards or scored in all but four games. We're gonna just forget. So we'll look at the last 41 games he's had as a pro where he's averaging nine and a half targets, 7.2 receptions, 86 yards and half a touchdown. In those 41 games, he's only had 10 duds. So his consistency is at about 75% of his games, and I'll take
3: that all day in the first round if we're mitigating risk. All right. So it came down to David Johnson and Michael Thomas. How many of you would take David Johnson here? Ooh. All right. Crowd starting to warm up. How right. many want Michael Thomas?
0: Ooh. All right, I think Brian. Think I'm going to win. Who did we pick? Hey, Mister DJ, keep playing that song. David Johnson. Ooh, David Johnson goes with a six pick. We're
3: going to roll forward. Michael Thomas, and now we put him up the against. Crowd did not like that pick, by the way. No, they're a little sour <laughs> they're, about they're that. We're just, that's why we're moving on. They're uh, leaving. Say that they they people are leaving. Heading David to the Johnson. doors over that. Uh, Michael Thomas goes up against Ezekiel Elliott. In breaking news in the last few minutes: Ezekiel Elliott is is no longer in Cabo. He is back in his home is in Dallas, so maybe that's a good sign. Stealing maybe. yeah. Last time I was in Cabo, I got stung by a jellyfish.
5: Uh, honestly, with that news, did we move him up more now? Did stung by the jellyfish news? No. no. they been back. Did anybody, anybody, back? Did anybody
3: yeah. pee on you when you got stung by the jellyfish? Well, yeah, I made a mistake of scuba diving with R. Kelly. Oh, so, no. Yeah, that's... See, never ever scuba dive. If you take nothing from away from, from these quickly. two hours of programming, <laughs> never scuba dive with R. Kelly.
5: Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have another t-shirt now. We need a picture, a Photoshop picture of you and R. Kelly, Kelly and scuba, scuba diving, diving. Yes. for the
0: state fair. Yeah, exactly. You don't do any activity with R. Kelly.
3: Yeah, no there, well, there is that. Nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing all right, so... We, we're a pick seven. We considered, Ezekiel
5: we're, we're rolling forward, Michael Thomas. Tell us about Ezekiel Elliott. Scott? Most touches per game last year. Second most behind Le'Veon Bell the year before. Mm-hmm. In his three years, he's averaged over 25 touches per game. He's le- he led the NFL in carries and yards in both non-suspension years. He led the NFL in rushing yards per game all three years of his career. Wow. And last year, he caught 77 passes. I don't think he does that again, but it shows that he can get you points there. Mm -hmm. He has nine total touchdowns every single year he's played.
3: All right. How many of you believe with Pick 7 we should go Michael Thomas? And how many of you think we should go Ezekiel Elliott?
0: All right, come on, everybody's no, yes, oh, that was Elliot. Had to be Elliot. They're in a bit of a slump because I see Michael Thomas as the winner of the seventh oh, pick of the draft. Yeah. Michael Thomas, we
3: do orient towards doing the opposite here, and uh, but I like the fact that most of the people here think Zeke's going to sign, and I do too. That's right. Yep. All right, let's roll forward to we'll roll Zeke forward to pick eight. It comes down to Ezekiel Elliott and Julio Jones. Let's talk about Julio Jones for a minute. He was the most targeted player in the NFL last season. He was third in receptions, first in yards. He finally started to find the end zone last year. He had eight touchdowns last season. Now, his offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, gone. He gets Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter knows him. He was his offensive coordinator in 2012, 2013, and 2014. And that during Dirk Cutter's time there, that was the only time he ever posted a double digit touchdown season was with Dirk Cutter. So there's your case for Julio Jones. Are we taking Ezekiel Elliott? Or are we taking Julio Jones?
0: So the
5: Receiver loving crowd.
0: Answer is Tony Pollard. No, I'm just kidding. It's Zeke. The paper Zeke. says Zeke. <laughs> All right, we're rolling forward
3: Ezekiel Elliott. Or, sorry, we're taking Zeke here. We're rolling forward Julio Jones now in competition with Travis Kelsey for pick number nine. Tell us about Travis Kelsey, Matt.
4: Well, if you're into safety and reliability, look no further than the Toyota Camry. No, uh, oh God, or it's Travis a Kelsey. Um, yeah. If you want upside as well, you also look at Travis Kelsey. In two mm-hmm. years with Alex Smith at the helm... Over 80 catches, over 1,000 yards, four and eight touchdowns in his two years with Alex Smith. Uh, With Patrick Mahomes, that ballooned to 103 receptions, over 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And among all pass catchers, only DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Antonio Brown bested those numbers last season. He's the best receiver on the best offense in the league and you get a top-tier player at a position that's
3: kind of scarce. So I'm picking Travis Kelsey here. All right. So it's pick number nine. It's between Julio Jones and Travis Kelsey. How many like Julio Jones? Wow. Almost nobody. So wow. every, everybody I really else, Travis chance. Kelsey. Yeah. Dang. How about that? They're
0: coming to my side. All right. Brian? Unfortunately, the Magic 8-Ball says Julio Jones.
3: What? Why are we Are we doing this? <laughs> they loved Julio Jones last round. Here, you're a very fickle crowd. You like Julio Jones more with the previous pick than this pick. We're taking Julio Jones at 9, but we'll roll Travis Kelsey ahead for his next spot of battle with Odell Beckham, now in Cleveland. Scott, tell us a little bit about Odell oh. Beckham.
5: Todd Munkin's, Todd Munkin's the O.C. there now. He was with uh, Tampa Bay last year, and he, he did wonders for Mike Evans and mm-hmm. for Jameis Winston and your beloved Stu Beard. Yes.
3: Uh,
5: now, he, now he's in uh, Cleveland. Odell is better than Mike Evans. Baker is better than Jameis Winston. And, yeah. yes, Baker is better than Stu Beard, Charge. It's true. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Yes. Uh, so he's got a whole lot more uh, weapons there. Uh, when he plays, OBJ is a force. Beckham has hit 100 yards in almost 41% of his games. Mm. He scored in 53% of his games. That's he's nuts. done one or the other in over two thirds of his games. Wow. The only problem is he's missed more games than Sammy Watkins and they were drafted in the same year. There is that. There, there's the hell thing. All uh, right. Uh, he's so, a stud when he's on the field.
3: Now let's test the audience again. It's Odell Beckham versus Travis Kelsey. How many choose Odell Beckham? Travis Kelsey. Oh, where's Chiefs guy? Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, what? Chiefs guy is an annual fixture here. Where, yeah, did he where go? is he? Yeah, where is he? we have a Chiefs guy, but not the Chiefs guy over there. Yeah, and there we go. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's see who our winner is. Harrison's gonna hate it because it's Odell Beckham what? Jr. What? Odell Beckham. Come on. We will roll Travis Kelsey one more pick. You can tell how many people in the audience got burned at tight end last year, can't you? Holy cow, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that really wish they had had Travis Kelsey last year right in the stink hole. Uh up against Travis Kelsey for pick 11 is Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh man, you guys are going to pick Juju for sure. Juju was terrific last year and could have been even better with and could be even better this year with Antonio Brown's 166 targets available. Yes, he'll face better coverage now, but Antonio Brown made it work with number one coverage, and Juju's awesome. What's he ever done wrong? He's been an elite talent from the moment he started games in the middle of his rookie year. And how good is Juju Smith-Schuster? The reason Antonio Brown left? Because his ego couldn't handle being the second best receiver on his own team. That's the reason? That's the reason wow. he left Pittsburgh. Juju was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Last year, he'll be even better this year because there isn't many more reliable people for Ben to throw to. Juju Smith-Schuster or Travis Kelsey? How many of you picked Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah. How many? Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I think a Zela okay, gonna... is out here now. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Who do we go with? With pick number 11.
0: For those familiar with the My Fantasy League draft room, Travis Kelsey
3: Yes. I don't even know what you're talking about. We're taking Travis Kelsey. Yeah,
0: Travis Kels, George, Kelsey George, come on. It's Kelsey. A, all right. No, it's, it's a, a joke that you don't, you don't, I don't get,
3: No, I don't get that. All right, so Travis Kelsey finally gone. You got your way. It's pick 11. Let's go to the last pick of the tw- of the first round. Pick number 12. The stink hole and beyond. We roll forward. Juju Smith Schuster. Now he does battle with
5: Le'Veon Bell. Tell Should us
3: about Le'Veon Bell.
5: I, this doesn't have a chance. Should I even go? <laughs>
3: It could be a running back friendly crowd. You never know. All
5: right. All right. Le'Veon Bell, top three running back each of the two years prior to his, his year off. Uh, he was on pace for 400 plus touches or got 400 plus touches each of those years. Led the league in touches each of those year. The Jets paid him. It's going to be more mm-hmm. up-tempo offense. They're going to use him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 20 plus touches a game.
3: All right. Juju Smith-Schuster versus Le'Veon Bell. How many have got Juju? And how many have Le'Veon Bell?
5: That's almost an even split. I was a little surprised. I thought there'd be
0: crickets. Well, right. Guess
4: what? They're at the end of the first round. They can have both. They can have both. Yeah, great point. You can take them both.
3: There is that. Who did we take
0: with the twelfth pick? I was about to say that. You get them both.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're, everybody we're all, wins. everybody wins. There you go. <laughs> it's Juju though for You're taking Juju first. For, for optics. Then state. you can go you take Juju. Then you can go with Le'Veon Bell if that's what you want to do. Although I would I'd go Tyra Kill. I would go Juju into Tyreek, and that would be that. That's just me. Uh, When we come back, by the way, where would you like to pick in the first? Give me. I want just a numeric answer, and I don't want anything else with it because we're we're way over on time. If you can pick anywhere in the first round, what is the spot that you want to pick from, Scott?
5: Four. I want to start with Hopkins.
3: Three. You want one of the running backs? I say three or twelve. Three or twelve. I'll take yeah. twelve since I Twelve. Three. I, okay. I like All that right. early middle. Yeah, I like. A, I'll take. I'll take five. Uh, yeah, I'll take five. I, I will get any, or virtually any receiver I want, and I'm a little quicker on the way back. I like. I love to be in the middle of the first round. One of
5: those drafts where I got where I did Hopkins at four. I got Juju in the second. Oh, that's a gift.
3: That is a gift. When we come back, we'll release this week's sleepers. We do it in the last segment of every preseason show, and. We will recap, do the opposite. Was it a good strategy last year? We are live at the fantasy football training camp from Canterbury Park Expo Center, all presented by Crown Roy. Air portion of the fantasy football training camp live from Canterbury Park, all presented by Crown Royal. As a reminder, you can uh, take a selfie with the Crown Royal uh, at the Crown Royal Simple booth in the back, and then take that photo, use hashtag KFNFFTC Fantasy Football Training Camp on social media for a shot to win Vikings tickets against Atlanta. If you have if you're here and you haven't done that, why not? It's free, and you could be going to the Atlanta game. And don't forget to head to KFN.com and type keyword crown to learn details about the crown royal purple bag project where you can nominate military members and their families for an awesome game day experience when the purple take on Denver on November 17th. Many thanks to crown royal for uh, making so much of this possible. It's totally free. And guys, the deep dive data is coming up one segment from now. It's my favorite part of the year. I can't wait. Let's reveal our sleepers. For this show, I will begin with Scott. Well, by the way, we've already given out over the course of this uh, preseason Jalen Samuels, Curtis Samuel, Dante Moncrief, C.J. Anderson, Darren Waller, and Latavius Murray. Who are we going to add to our
5: list? You, you know, I had Robbie Anderson before, <laughs> yes. but I've talked about him a lot. I've talked about that Jets, Jets team a lot. I'm, you have. I'm switching it up. You I know.
4: Yep. D.D. Westbrook.
5: <laughs> this four. is your TD. You're no, never right going to live this down. <laughs> you jump to the right, you shake that hand. Yes. Jump to the left, you shake that hand. Oh, meet new friends, tie that yarn. That's, That's how you, you do, do the, the scarn. scarn. Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn is my guy. He did the. <laughs> I don't have
3: any idea what you guys just You've talked never about. See the the office. office, man. I've seen The Office.
5: <laughs> All right. Trey Quinn scored a touchdown last year and did the scarn in the end zone, and so he will.
0: Be my love forever Is
3: know. the Scarn Scranton? Is it a Scranton thing? It's, it's it was Michael Scott. It Michael Scott's dance. movie. Yeah. The Threat Scarn- level midnight. Okay. It's uh, his, uh,
5: his uh,
0: secret agent. The, yeah, uh, It's, it's the been a while.
5: deadly secret agent Michael in the
0: world. Let's him at the end of The Office. No, no. Jeez, no. oh, I just don't remember.
5: Okay, season six. It- all right, Bishop's going to
0: do the Scarn during the Data Dive too. Yes, yeah.
5: I no. no. What? Nope. I, you said yes <laughs> on the wax.
3: <laughs> did you even give your guy? I got all Trey caught up in Trey Quinn. Quinn. Make your case for Trey Quinn.
4: Yeah, because tre- he did the Scarn as he, it ends because, up. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. It. it.
5: There's nothing more. That's uh, it. It. He had two games last year. He had he caught nine of his ten targets and caught a touchdown in those two games he started. Now he's the sole slot receiver for the Washington Redskins. Yes. And if Case Keenum gets a start- I'm fine with either quarterback, but Case Keenum loves himself a good slot. (laughs) Loves a slot. (laughs) Okay. loved Adam Thielen. Thank you for the the
3: enunciation on that. Yes. All right, Matt. Uh, Brian, can you
4: stand up for me for this? All right. And can you unzip your sweatshirt and show off who day? Because it's the Cincinnati Bengals and it's Tyler Eifert. Sin City, baby. Uh, You can pick Tyler Eifert with the last pick in your draft. I don't know why you'd want to, though, because he's missed a whopping 54 games in the last five seasons and only played 28 in that span. That's a concern. However, during those 28 games, he's had 19 touchdowns. That's well over half a touchdown per game. And let's review how he's gotten dinged up over the past couple of years. And they're all not the soft tissue injuries. They're acute I got hit by a guy, injuries. In 2014, he was hit after a catch, dislocated his right elbow, missed the rest of the season. Ow. In 2015, he played 13 games. He missed two games for a neck stinger, then went to the Pro Bowl, tore a ligament in his ankle in the Pro Bowl and missed the first six games of 2016. Ow. Then missed four more after getting hit in the back. Ow. Then he had back surgery after getting hit in the back again and missed uh, basically the whole 2017 season. Double ow. Ow fractured an ankle that caused him to miss ah. 12 games last year these aren't <laughs> soft tissue recurring injuries like uh, a degenerative knee condition like Todd Gurley for yeah chronic instance. degenerative yeah. arthritic knee uh, yes Andy Dalton is playing for his life in Cincinnati this could be it for Andy Dalton AJ Green is missing for a month to two months okay and besides Tyler Boyd who else is he going
0: to throw to with the last pick in your draft? Go get Tyler Eifert. All right. Who is your sleeper this week? Brian? Reminds me of one of my favorite team names. It hurts when Eifert. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I just saw that. I got Adam, Adam Humphreys. Uh, led the league in slot receiving yards last year. One of 15 wide receivers with double-digit red zone targets. Whether it's Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota, uh, Humphreys is going to be the safety blanket for either one of those terrible quarterbacks and mm-hmm. he's going to lead that team in receptions. It's not going to be A.J. Brown. It's not going to be Corey Davis. It's not going to be Delaney Walker. It's going to be Adam Humphries.
3: Adam Humphreys, actually I, I, I like that one. Um, a guy I touted last year and frankly didn't do as much as I had liked was Peyton Barber. Um, But we're going to go back to the well again, and I understand that you're going to be skeptical, but this is really about Bruce Arians, who's a phenomenal offensive mind. In his past three seasons as head coach, twice he was in the top 10 in yards and points scored, and Arians was able to squeeze production out of former runners like Rashard Mendenhall and the undead corpse of Adrian Peterson. And, of course, then David Johnson shows up, gets teamed with Bruce Arians, and totally dominates. The coaching staff is trying to build a little steam behind Ronald Jones, but we'll believe that when we see it. When Bruce Arians showed up in Tampa, he looked at all the game tape of 16 games, and he decided he did not need to draft a single running back. None were drafted. He likes Peyton Barber. If you believe the Bucks' offense is going to get a lot, a lot better like I do, go get that team's starting running back at pick 139 of your draft, Peyton Barber. Now... Hey, Charge. Yes?
4: I just wanted to mention uh, we got a coin total from, from the show. We do. Uh, $1,650 that are going to uh, Fantasy, Fantasy Cares. Fantasy Cares. And Thank
3: you very much, everybody. So, thanks Not to all of you guys out there. Not only did you get the awesome coin, but the donation you made to Fantasy Cares and then Toys for Tots.
4: And, and awesome. Scott, tell us about Fantasy Cares really quick uh, for really anybody quick. who doesn't want to know.
5: Yeah, we, we created it to uh, basically raise money to uh, give toys. To, for Christmas to Toys for Tots, we do help other charities around there. But it's it's a way to grow and activate the fantasy community into giving charity. I like to giving to charity. I like to tell people maybe take one of your entry fees from your league and give it to it. Doesn't have to be mine. It could be any charity. Just just try to do something good. There's hundreds of thousands of leagues out there. We can do a lot of good together.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Follow. Congrats to all Scott. of you. And Scott. Scott has been the 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 entire industry's first mover in uh, trying to get charity rolling through fantasy leagues and we're very grateful. Do the opposite. You guys know the premise of this because you're our local listening audience and we've talked about it for years. Running backs are the most volatile position. They get hurt. They suffer when their quarterbacks are bad. They suffer when their defenses are bad. They suffer when their team is is losing in a game. They suddenly get old and one year you were good and the next year you are garbage. Those are all the things that happen to running backs and instead wide receivers and tight ends just perform like you expect almost always. So those early round picks in your draft should, should have the least amount of risk. Those are the most valuable picks. So we turn those into wide receivers and tight ends more than we do with running backs. Last year, the top ten performing wide receivers were Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Stefan Diggs. Seems like a pretty good list. No surprises in the list at all. Wide receivers, good wide receivers, perform every year. And Only this. one wide receiver that with a solid a top three round ADP failed to finish in the top ten, and that was Odell Beckham because he missed the months of December. I know you've got a great injury stat for yeah. us as well. Let's hear I mean, it.
5: Yeah, right off that injury yeah. talk. Uh, over the last three years, the top 12 running backs in ADP have missed... 112 games. Over that same three years, the top 12 wide receivers in ADP have only missed 66. Half as many. Yeah, that's from Adam Azer of CBS. I like to, I like to credit when I get stats from other people.
3: Last year, uh, among the top 14 running backs, half of them were from outside, from the middle rounds and lowers. You can find running backs later in your draft. James Connors' ADP was 160 last year. James White was 118. Tariq Cohen was 93. Philip Lindsay's ADP last August was infinity he was not being drafted Nick Chubb's August ADP was 131 Chris Carson's ADP at this time last year was 103 you can go get you can get good running backs later in your draft Aaron Jones last year Aaron Jones another great example these are all guys that you could have gotten for cheap super cheap that ended up in the top half of the top 14 so within or within the top 14. So the overall premise of do the opposite again is, the, is to put your riskiest positions into the middle and bottom half of your draft. And I don't think there's any, you should feel compelled in any way to pick a running back before the fourth or fifth round. And then you take a bunch. So let's say last year you had uh, let's what what Matt what would a a you've got the you've got the uh, rounds in front of you very quickly what would a what would the top three or four rounds look like if you didn't take a running back? So we we did this exercise yesterday, and what we ended up with a team was uh,
4: Jared Goff at quarterback, uh, Chris Carson and Lamar Miller at running backs as middle tier guys, yep. middle round guys, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, and Brandon Cooks as wide receivers, and Travis Kelsey as your tight end with Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman on your bench. That's not bad. That's I mean, bad. I'd, go, great I'd go start.
3: to war, I'd go to war with that team in sure. an, in a second. Sure. That is uh, some uh, do the opposite love for those of you that have been following that for years. Hey everybody, the fantasy football training camp is continuing. Off, if you're listening on air, you're done, and we appreciate you listening. For everybody that's <laughs> Suck, here, huh? the off-air deep dive data coming up next. Many thanks to everybody who came out. We'll talk to you next week for more fantasy football weekly, and we'll talk to you in moments for everybody that's here at Canterbury Park. Son, it's time to learn how
1: to do the lawn. Walk with me. Got it. Never diagonal rows. This isn't a baseball field. Vertical rows, son, up and down. So you hit every blade of grass. You know, it's just like they taught us in the core. If you're gonna do a job, do it right. Dad, you pretty much just did the whole lawn. I pretty much won't cut it, bud. No lawn is finished until the edges are trimmed. It's like the edge of a ruler. Look at that line, son. Like you, USAA always goes
0: above and never cuts corners because our members deserve nothing but the best. Like with a customized mobile app that offers unparalleled service 24-7, so our knowledgeable team can quickly help you handle any urgent needs the right way. Because for us, good enough is not good enough. Get a quote to bundle and save on USAA Home and Auto Insurance.
2: Look at
3: it! Son, you're looking at your phone, Look, look at the line.
2: Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Product membership eligibility and bundling savings restrictions apply and are subject to change. United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. At Bed
1: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.